Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The only place in town to hear the hypothetical button game is on the drive with Carrington Harrison. Let's get back into the Chiefs here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com and the Odyssey app. Appreciate your time. Let's head to the phone lines right now. I'll be joined by a dear friend of mine. He hosts Afternoons in Chicago for 670 The Score. Danny Parkins is his birth name, but not on this show. Park Park, what's good? Good afternoon, CDOT. Thank you, as always, for having me on. Love talking to uh, the listeners of The Drive. Seven years ago. This past week, we did our final show together, my man, because yesterday was my seven-year reunion uh, or or the seven-year anniversary of my start date in Chicago, which means seven years ago uh, Monday, or last Friday, rather, is when made the announcement uh, to the drive audience that we were breaking up. So uh, it's wild how much has happened in both of our lives in seven years, but very proud of you that you are – holding down afternoons on 610 and doing a great job. And I love that I can still come on and uh, talk to the best sports radio audience in Kansas City. I was just going to ask you, are you more surprised that you've lasted seven years in Chicago or that I've been able to manage it without you for seven years? I mean, listen, the only surprise about me, buddy, is that I'm not more successful, that I haven't gone bigger, better, syndication, those sort of things. You, it was like 70-30, uh, and you've done it. You've done a spectacular job. You've run off some co-hosts. Uh, you've had you've had some you've had some controversy. You now need to fly solo, but that's because nobody could 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 hang with you, man. This is this is this is your city. You fully deserve it. I mean, you get the mayor on in a no, in a moment's notice. I see like a huge story happen in Kansas City, and then there you are just texting the mayor, and he's on the show ten minutes later. Like that's good work. You get Mahomes every week. You get the mayor whenever you need him. You are you are a Kansas City son made good, man. I'm very proud of you. I'm just trying to be more and more like Danny Parkins. Danny, let's talk football here. Let's get to this. You and I grew up during the Brady and Manning era where you knew every year in the postseason those two teams were going to play each other, those two quarterbacks were going to play each other, and it was legacy-defining. It feels like we have that same thing, whether it's Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow in the last two AFC championship games are now Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. We have just three great quarterbacks. And you know every year that you are going to get a matchup between those two that is going to define who wins the Super Bowl. Yep, I I agree. I think that it is not Manning Brady, though, because those AFC quarterbacks need to win Super Bowls, like to actually be seen as equals. Obviously, the Bengals have gotten the best of the Chiefs in some postseason situations, so that feels like more of a true. If you made me pick one rivalry, and I know we've done this topic before for the Chiefs, I feel like it is more – Chiefs Bengals than it is Chiefs Bills, even though there's that historic, uh, you know, ending of the Chiefs Bills game that we'll remember forever. 
And so there have been iconic moments between both. It's almost, and I know you're not as much of a golf guy or any much of a golf guy like I am, and I'm obsessed with it. It almost feels like Mahomes is a little bit closer to Tiger Woods. And, you know, we tried to make Ernie Els his rival, tried to make VJ Singh his rival, tried to make Phil Mickelson his rival, and that was certainly the one that captured the hearts and minds the closest. But it never really materialized. Sergio Garcia was supposed to be the rival. David Duvall was supposed to be the rival. But Tiger just, like, took on all challengers and swatted them all away. Uh, until one of these other quarterbacks gets through Mahomes and wins a Super Bowl, it's going to be tough for me to say uh, that it's a Manning-Brady situation. No, you're 100% right, and I think the playoffs sort of make you overcome your demons. Like, you're in Chicago, and you remember Michael Jordan couldn't beat the Pistons. Every year, you would run into those bad boy Pistons. Like, eventually, for the Bulls to become the Bulls, they had to run through the Detroit Pistons. It kind of feels that same way for Buffalo. Like, Buffalo, they have been great over the last five years. They have the second-best quarterback in the NFL, great home field advantage, great fan base, great success. But they just always run into the Chiefs, and they've been unable to get over that hump. There's no question. Uh, I would put Burrow ahead of Josh Allen to mildly quibble with your setup. Uh, but the injuries for him are obviously starting to become alarming, but just the postseason success is so clearly in his favor. But regardless, Josh Allen is, you know, the second most statistically productive quarterback in the NFL the last four seasons. So you could certainly make an argument on his behalf. And Buffalo has pressure on them. Like, this is a this is a coin flip game. There's always pressure on the Chiefs. The Chiefs should always feel like there's a target on their back. It's like when our buddy Mark Carmen asked LeBron about being the underdog. And he said, me, the underdog? And he laughed at it even though the odds makers said he objectively was uh, in those series against the Warriors and in every final that he ever lost except for down 3-1, and he lost the ones he was an underdog in except for the one against the Mavericks that is one of the only stands on his career. But even though he was literally an underdog, LeBron could never actually be the underdog, like in his own mind in the court of public opinion. And I feel like that's a little bit similar to how the Chiefs are. They're an underdog in this game. They're on the road, but they're the Chiefs they're supposed to win. So there's pressure on them for that, living up to their own standards, the AFC uh, championship game invitational at Arrowhead, the Arrowhead invitational, all that. But also for Buffalo, there's got to be a feeling of, if we can't beat the Chiefs, this Chiefs team, this year, in our building, when are we ever going to beat them? So it's an absolutely marvelous matchup, and I can't wait to watch. Who do you like in this game? Because this is as much of a coin flip that I can remember. These teams have played a couple of years ago in the AFC Championship game, 13 seconds earlier this season. The Chiefs win that game if it wasn't for an offsides penalty by Kadarius Toney. This game is going to be close late. This game is going to be defined by three to four plays. Who do you think wins this game on Sunday between the Chiefs and the Bills? Listen, I'm with you. I think, I think it's the definition of, of a toss-up. Obviously, that's what the odds makers suggest. But I will bet on Reed and Mahomes and the Chiefs' defense in these games. Like, Patrick Mahomes, as an underdog or less than a three-point favorite, is an absolute monster. Like, when he's supposed to, like, in theory, be counted out or slighted or going into battle with Wes, the vast majority of the time he comes through. I apologize. I don't have the number uh, readily available as I'm driving right now. But point is this, like, Mahomes as a small underdog comes through, so uh, my money will be on him on that Sunday. It's funny because in this game, and it sounds so simplistic, and it's like so Captain Obvious, but 
to me, this just comes down to who wins the turnover differential. Like when the Chiefs or when Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw an interception in his career, they are 42-6. and six. We know about Josh Allen and his turnovers, whether it's a fumble, whether it's an interception. Like this game is as simple as who can protect the ball, who can win the turnover differential, because I feel for the most part everywhere else these two teams are fairly even. Yeah, I agree. And obviously uh, this is a historic turnover year for Josh Allen, so in that argument, uh, if you believe that's going to determine the game, it feels more likely that the Chiefs will be uh, awarded an extra possession or two than Buffalo would be. Josh Allen's had a weird year, man. It's a weird year. Like, undeniably a down year for him because 18 regular season interceptions is unacceptable for an elite quarterback. Those are rookie quarterback numbers. But he still gave you 4,300 passing yards. He still gave you 29 passing touchdowns and he gave you 15 regular season rushing touchdowns plus the spectacular game that he had last week in the postseason. So even with the crazy turnover numbers, that is just, I don't want to say all time, because it's obviously it, it's been done before, but the rushing touchdown thing is all time. But just in terms of like sheer offensive production and percentage of his team's offensive production that runs through him, the Buffalo Bills offense is the Josh Allen show just like the Chiefs offense is the Mahomes show. You know, there's not really a secondary pitch or a curveball. It's just fastball, 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 and it's pretty marvelous to watch. Right now we're talking to Danny Parkins of 6-7, the score in Chicago. I'm curious what your answer to this is because we talked to Mahomes about this earlier in the week when I asked him what was the most hostile environment he's ever played in. I remember for me that final game of MUKU in Mizzou Arena. I have never felt an atmosphere that was as tense as that. KU won the last game in the old Missouri building, and they were going to win the last game in this building. Like, you could just see it on the face of everybody for the full 40 minutes of the game. I also would probably put Royals wild card game back in 2014. I'd probably put it in that same vein. What's the most hostile, what's the most tense environment you've ever been in? Because you and I know, Buffalo as a fan base, they have had this game circled for five years, every year they got to go to Arrowhead in the regular season, in the postseason, and now they finally have them at home. What you asked initially, I feel like, and I don't. Sometimes I get accused of quibbling with Spiegel on the show. Hostile and tense are different to me. Like those MUKU games, I agree, straight up hostile. That wild card game that I was at with my cousin Jillian, it was tense. But it wasn't hostile. I agree. Like when I th- when I when I when I think of hostile, I think of um, like the most hostile game that I was probably ever at was when T.O. was on the Cowboys and he made his return to Philly. It was his first game back in Philly after you know he had called out Andy Reid, he had called out uh, Donovan McNabb for puking in the Super Bowl, and he had just like trash talked Philly on his way out the door. That was an intense atmosphere. Like, it felt like that there was blood in the water and the Philly fans were sharks and there's Philly fans and there were fights and people were going at Cowboys fans and things were being thrown and there was added security. Like, that, that was a hostile, hostile professional sports environment. Tense, I mean, I'm with you on the 14 wildcard game. I was at, uh, you know, game four and five of the 2016 World Series at Wrigley, you know, Cubs facing elimination uh, for trying to win the first World Series in 108 years. That was unbelievably tense. So, so, so tense, I think, happens 
all the time and it's more about like the stakes for the home team that's like nervous energy hostility is more when you hate your opponent and there's a narrative-based thing there so i think that this game the crowd will do everything it can to be uh and give a home field advantage so it will start hostile towards the chiefs but if the chiefs get up 10 nothing it's going to become very tense because bills fans are going to say oh, my God, we're doing this again. So I hope that wasn't quibbling, but I do think there's a difference. No, it was a perfect answer. I do want to get your opinion on this. I think between Houston, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay, one of those teams is going to win. This NFL season has just been too weird to now think it's going to go chalk the rest of the way. Either the Texans, Packers, or Buccaneers are going to win this weekend. Who do you think is most likely to do that? So I will cross off the Packers, even though Jordan Love has statistically been the best quarterback in the NFL since week 11 so obviously it's possible that he goes out there and wins a shootout I just think that's very unlikely given the experience difference and the talent differential between those two organizations so I think San Francisco is the surest bet to straight up win second would be Baltimore same argument like CJ Stroud is amazing like Jordan Love has been amazing, and if you've got the best quarterback on the field and while Lamar's going to win unanimous MVP, it's certainly possible that C.J. Stroud outplays him and Lamar has his own playoff demons that he needs to shake, and if they fall behind 10-0 in that game, that becomes a very tense atmosphere in Baltimore. But it feels a little too much too soon uh, for Houston. Like Beating Joe Flacco in the Browns is one thing, going to Baltimore when they've had a couple of weeks of rest at home with Lamar playing the best football of his life, that feels like too much too soon. Detroit is good, but they are vulnerable. Like They're not a complete team. I've seen their defense get shredded too many times. Some games that they win when they get shredded, other games that they lose. And the, the Bucks, like to me, in that spot, would I be shocked if that game was 31-28 Tampa? No, you know, so I, I think in that, of those situations, Tampa's the most live of the underdogs because I think Detroit's the most vulnerable of the favorites. I am worried about Baltimore in this game and just, man, we saw a couple of years ago, didn't play for a couple of weeks. They then play that game at home against Tennessee. They got down early. They were rusty and they never really rebounded. I'm worried about Baltimore in that sense. My worry with Detroit is a little bit different. All season for Detroit, it was about winning their division. It was about winning one playoff game at home. They did both of those things. Are they going to be able to emotionally get up for a second straight week to go win a game that everybody is picking them to win? It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. They're, they're at home again. But like Danny, this would be my argument. So Gilbert Arenas, he had a podcast with uh, Rashad McCants that plays for North Carolina. And he was talking about how his whole life was about simply getting to the NBA. And then once he got to the NBA, he just didn't have that same energy that he had because he felt like he accomplished everything. Can't you see that same thing happening with Detroit? Hey, this season, tomorrow on Saturday, they could lose on Saturday, and everybody will pat the Lions on the back. Hey, that was the best game I ever went to. You guys won a playoff game. You won your division. I'm happy. They're the only team that's uniquely in that situation. It's a compelling argument, but Gilbert Arenas is one individual, and when he makes the NBA and he sets his family up for life, that is one individual having a letdown. You'd be asking Jared Goff, who's in a Super Bowl, who's been in a Super Bowl before, to also have a letdown. You'd be saying that Dan Campbell, seemingly one of the great motivators of the modern NFL, 
would be satisfied with just winning one playoff game in which they were favored in the wild card round of the playoffs. Like, I just, I don't think that it's likely that 46 guys collectively at home in what should be another crazy environment again are going to be like, you know, we could either execute here and play for a chance to go to the Super Bowl, something they've all dreamed about their entire life, or, eh, one, two, three, Cancun. Like, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't strike me. Like, they might lose. I will be very, very, very surprised if they come out flat and not ready for that game. If there's any quarterback that I think could go in on the road and in that environment, it's the same quarterback that I saw go into Ohio State in college, win the game, grab his team's flag, and plant it in the middle of the field. I think Baker is real sneaky on Sunday, real sneaky. Oh, oh, that's why I said that they can win. I just don't think it's because the Lions are going to be flat. I agree. Like, B- Baker is a live dog who will not be intimidated at all by the environment, and he will relish playing the villain role. We are in agreement that Detroit is vulnerable and Baker is live in this spot. I just – I don't think it's going to be, like, 30 to 10 and the Lions just don't get off the bus. That, that, would, that would shock me uh, for, for Detroit. That is my guy, Danny Parkins of 670 The Score, joining us in Chicago. I'm sure that he had a losing weekend in the Super Wildcard weekend round. He probably will have another one in the Divisional Championship and also for the Super Bowl. But we still go to him for NFL analysis anyway. Thanks, Danny. I mean, my biggest bet of the week was Chiefs minus, minus four against the Dolphins. That was easy. That was easy. But, I mean, you're right. I still did lose money. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 